Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, I'm flying back down to Bradenton today. Going to spend the whole week with the ball club, following them around from Grapefruit League game to Grapefruit League game. And no, I am not stretched out and ready to compete for a spot in the rotation. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you can check out. Pirates are off today. It's known commonly across spring training worlds as the blessed off day. There's usually two of these in a full-length spring training. There's only going to be this one, so it'll be exceptionally blessed. That whole thing can be a real grind for everybody involved. And actually, it's such a silly, excessive exercise, but we can get into that some other day. The first thing that I'm eager to see for myself, albeit in an unhealthy way, is this pitching. Because it's not exactly stacking up as a strength of the 2022 team. Now, that said, the first pitcher I'm going to see is Mitch Keller tomorrow against the Red Sox. And Mitch is one of the few guys, really, who hasn't been a disappointment. In fact, he's been quite the opposite in putting together four and two-thirds scoreless innings and regularly running that shiny new 100-mile-an-hour fastball of his up there while also getting his off-speed stuff to play off it. Great. Great for Mitch. You know what? I'll be surprised at this point if Mitch isn't starting April 7 in St. Louis. But I say that in part because I can't fathom who else in this camp would. It has not been a great first couple of turns through the rotation, to say the least. Uh, Dylan Peters, the lefty, who, I'm sorry, he just has always looked and felt like a spare part to me, uh, has done okay, 3.6 ERA. Jose Quintana, didn't I promise that I wasn't even going to talk about Quintana? He's that irrelevant. 16.2 ERA through two starts. And I know ERA and starts and spring and whatever else. Whatever. Just deal with the stats that I'm sharing. Uh, Zach Thompson, 
who came over in the Jacob Stallings trade from the Marlins and was supposed to be exciting. Two starts, 5.4 ERA. Will Crow, two starts, 5.79 ERA. Bryce Wilson, a couple of appearances, 7.71 ERA. JT Brubaker, two appearances, 8.31 ERA. Yesterday, Quintana and Brubaker were both tagged by the Yankees' Aaron Judge and what wound up a 7-4 loss in Tampa. And, man, do you really want to hear more of this? Look, we can downplay it, but the fact of the matter is, if they were doing really well through the first two times they took the mound, we'd be talking about it in a positive way, wouldn't we? Well, can't have that both ways. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern, that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. What about Rwanzi Contreras, you ask? Well, he did get reassigned to minor league camp, and that was not unexpected. It's something I'd shared with you here on this show that I'd heard in Bradenton was going to happen. I actually don't have that much of a problem with that. He hasn't been in AAA much. He's coming off uh, an elbow issue last year that he was Lucky to have escaped surgery on that. So in addition to the long-term Super 2 benefits, yeah, go ahead and send him down for a month or two. Let him get ramped up. I, I, I'm i not just saying this. I, I'm actually okay with that. And to an extent, I understand that when you make acquisitions of younger, not necessarily young, but younger pitchers like Crow and like Wilson, you're going to want to give them a real shot. You're not going to want to discard them in less than a year and then watch them blossom somewhere else. I don't believe that either of them will. I don't believe that either of them has stuff that's dynamic enough for that to occur. And I guess I can now lump Thompson into this same group since he came in the Stallings trade when you make these types of acquisitions, you have to give them at least a fighting chance under your own roof. Where I feel comfortable lacking patience in this equation is with the Quintana types. If you look at what he did over his last couple of years, he's not the guy he was with the White Sox. He's not the name that was built up on the south side of Chicago. He's just not. He's not that pitcher anymore. And that's why I've kind of cringed anytime he's been compared, uh, including by the Pirates themselves, to maybe having that same effect on the rotation that Tyler Anderson did. No, man, no. Tyler Anderson was a pretty decent pitcher before he came to Pittsburgh. He was a pretty decent pitcher when he left Pittsburgh. By the way, he also was a pretty decent pitcher in Pittsburgh. If you wanted to have somebody produce the same effect that Anderson did, you should have just given him a call and brought him back. Here's what I'm thinking right now. And I'll take it further and say that it's what I'm hoping. There are a lot of free agents still out there. Stop laughing. I hate when you laugh at me. I can 
I can feel that you're laughing when I bring up the Pirates and free agents. But I think it will really apply this year. One, because obviously the Pirates have money to spend. And again, referencing what I was told while I was down there by someone who is in anything but the PR end of the operation, the Pirates are still expecting to spend some significant cash. Now, what that means in their world, I don't know. But I'd be mortified if that cash weren't spent on in order, right field, and starting pitching. Again, I don't want to bury Crow and Wilson and Thompson, even if they struggle at the outset. But I also think this team needs to start progressing at the Pittsburgh level. So whichever free agent pitchers you do have in the fold had better produce, or they should be relegated to long relief. That means that whoever is your Quintana in your rotation, including, notably, Quintana himself, they'd better get the job done. If not, go get someone who will. We all know the money's there. When we come back, just one question. J1Q, and today's comes from Oren, who asks, isn't versatility another way of saying you're just not good enough for that one position? Since the Pirates aren't going to win anytime soon, wouldn't it be a better philosophy to get a young person as a starter at each position, then have the last three or four bench people, veterans with versatility? What do we have now? Six second baseman with versatility? Wow! If this isn't the J1Q of the year, Oren, I don't know what is. I'm almost left speechless, but you're right. And for full context here, this was one of a lot of responses that I got to the final episode last week regarding the Pirates' handling of O'Neill Cruz. He's a shortstop. He's always been a shortstop. Doesn't mean he can't play anything else. Doesn't mean, by the way, that he didn't handle the outfield really well, I thought, in the one game that he had over the weekend out and left. Looked natural, looked fluid, and looked like someone who'd have little adjustment getting used to it. And if he can, if he can make the transition, there's no question that it would benefit the Pirates in 2022 or 2023. But if you're thinking bigger, and you kind of should be, if you're going real macro here, then what you're looking at is a player who could be your best power hitter at the shortstop position. And that is a lineup bonus and a half. And that's been... My point all along to yours, Oren, I with you on the versatility thing. I, I understand why managers prefer it. I understood historically why National League managers preferred it. But those days are now officially gone in terms of a separation of the leagues because of the DH. You have 
players who can bounce around the field, and that makes things nice and easy when filling out a lineup, when making game prep. But it's not that bleeping important. And if the Pirates really, really prioritized it that much, then why is it that Kibrian Hayes was never seen at any stage of his development as anything other than a third baseman? You follow me on that? You watch Hayes play over there, and you know he's got the range and the wherewithal and everything else to play shortstop, which is a more valuable defensive spot. But he never did. Why? Because they saw him as an anchor at third. And they rightly saw that. And there's no crime in it. There's no crime in it. Uh, The idea that you have to be able to move from second to short to third to the outfield, they were even doing it to Adam Frazier after he won a gold glove. And now they see that as a feather. I see it as just kind of strange. I'd be in your camp. I would. I'd prefer to see guys really, really solidify themselves at a given spot, win the job, win the job first and foremost, and then take ownership of it. My experience around athletes has been that they behave at their best. This is any sport. When they find a spot, they claim it, they plant a flag, they plant it deep, and they say, this is mine. And that goes deep. Ten times over, when it's someone who's as talented, who's extraordinarily talented as Cruz is at the plate. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Again, I'll be in Bradenton all week long covering the team and sharing thoughts, observations, and interviews and everything else right here on Daily Shot of Pirates. Pirates.